brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Another world. Another time in the age of wonder. There was once a dream you could only whisper it. Anything more than a whisper, and it would vanish. A battle between good and evil. You don't know the power of the dark side. Where shall I find a new adversary so close to my own level? Try the local sewer. You know of the rebellion against the Empire? The Avengers. Earth's mightiest heroes. Peace means having a bigger stick than the other guy. One of these days, I'm going to have a stick of my own. I'm Groot. Welcome to the Neverland Podcast. The podcast for lovers of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. Please welcome your host, Jeremy. I thought he'd be taller. Yeah, I can fly. All it takes is faith. Trust. Well, if it isn't the Star-Spangled Man with a plan, what is your plan today? Up to Neverland! Take your pixie out of your pockets, Neverlanders. Sprinkle some pixie dust around, grab your happiest thought, and we're going to fly away to Neverland once again with me, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. And guess who's with me again? It's the Windy Nerd. Yay! Pixie Windy Nerd, also known as Pixie Heather is back again. Uh, we're we're going to have a revolving door on co-hosts, though, today. Because yeah. you're going to be here. And then later on, Lost Boy Philip, remember him? Yep. Uh, he's going to come back, and we're going to discuss the new Wonder Woman movie and also Wonder Woman's history in the comics. But before then, we've got lots of kind of interesting Marvel news this week, Some a little bit of stuff from the parks. And also, I got to do a special event here in Kansas City for the upcoming Cars 3 film, and I'm going to share with you some fun audio with that. So with that being said, let's get right in here with some fun news. Spanning the Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. 
Alrighty, so we have just a little bit of stuff from the parks, and the, the main thing really is that all the stuff that we've been talking about that was happening in the parks or that was coming to the parks has happened. It's going. It's here. It's here. Here it is. Stuff like the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout has opened and people have been checking out. Uh, hopefully very soon Eric will have a chance to go and write it and get us some audio so we'll be able to listen to it here. But by now you may have already watched a video on YouTube all about this thing. <laughs> so it's not really a, you know, surprise by the time we get to it. But it's open. Maybe maybe people have been not paying attention to that sort of thing, but who knows. Uh, also, the Happily Ever After fireworks have launched. Uh, I've already talked about it before. Uh, Pandora has opened, or the land of Pandora, exploring Pandora, the world of Avatar, has opened, and uh, pretty good long lines. Actually, people have been interested in it, which I'm, I'm glad people are interested enough to check it out. Because it seems like a lot of people were like, I didn't you know, care about the movie or whatever. I don't care about this. But, you know, if Disney makes it, it's going to be good. Yeah, we never saw the movie and really don't I care. I saw the movie. Oh, you did see it? You watched yeah, it? Yeah, I did watch the movie. Would you be excited to go to a land-themed with it? It would be interesting to see the land, like the scenery, whether or not you care about the story of the move from the movie. The land is kind of amazing. So it's kind of like this, you know, very... Uh, strange unique land to explore that would be worth going through and that's what they're banking on yeah. as people wanting to see it even though it, 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 it seems a little weird to put it in an animal kingdom but this has been a replacement for what was going to have been beastly kingdom where they're going to have mm-hmm. fantasy and fairy tale creatures so it kind of fits that this mold. Is kind of sci-fi this is yeah sci-fi kind of. and it's apparently very environmental so it fits the theme of the animal kingdom but, well, over at Disney Hollywood Studios, it has begun. The music of Pixar Live, a symphony of characters, has begun showing. So you can now go over there in the old Beauty and the Beast live stage and hear them play Pixar music live. That would which, be fun. Yeah, it's only going on for the summer. It's about 40 minutes long. I'm hoping it kind of continues past the summer because we're not going to be able to get out there this summer. Well, man, we'll never be able to get out there. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to get out there. It's going to be a while, but we're going to get there because mm-hmm. I'm going to get you in there. Uh, but I would definitely love to check that out. Uh, there's some additions to the Star Wars launch bay, some stuff from Rogue One. Uh, there's a photo even on the Disney Parks blog that shows Phasma's helmet, so you can take a look at that. So there's some new stuff going in there to check out this summer. Uh, also, of course, the Summer of Heroes over in Disneyland. Uh, well, actually, I guess it's more of Disney's California Adventure, but there's Marvel heroes abound all over the place. I've seen some video this week of Black Widow's meet and greet where she comes out on a, an Avengers van and comes out and does a little meet and greet. Uh, I've seen some video now of what we heard about with uh, Star-Lord coming out and having a little dance-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you showed me that. It was funny. Yeah, there's some story they decided to put on it to make it fun. And, of course, Groot comes out to do a little meet and greet. Uh, but something I didn't know was coming, uh, the uh, Disney Movie Magic Projection Show over at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Orlando, uh, right of course the Chinese Theater where they've been doing a Star Wars show and things like that, uh, we're going to have you know clips from like Mary Poppins and Pirates of the Caribbean, anywhere within that range of just classic Disney films. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't gotten to see any video of this, I hadn't heard anything about it until lately. Uh, but I'm sure it's definitely going to be worth checking out because it's a projection show, so it's going to be fun, I'm sure. So, But that's what's going on, at least in the parks. But most of the stuff I have to talk about is really a lot of stuff going on outside the parks, mainly involving Marvel. Like, okay, have you ever even heard of the DT- D23 Expo? Uh, I feel like I've heard of it. Okay. 
Well, okay, so D23 is like a big convention because D23 is the official fan club for Disney. There are paid memberships and free memberships, but you have to be a member to be able to buy your tickets to the D23 Expo, which happens every couple of years out in California where I'm nowhere near and I can't afford to fly out there and I can't afford to go. So I'm not going to go this year, but this will be the year to unfortunately miss out because they're going to have some Marvel costumes, props, and even some games over there. You mean that you're not to miss out? Well, I, I'm going to miss out, okay, yes. yes. I'm going to miss. I'm not going to be there. No. Tim, Tim Nidell of Saturday Morning Rewind is going to be out there. I might have to have him report back and tell me what's all going on. But they're going to even have some stuff from some games. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you like Lego games. So you haven't played one in a long time. I haven't played a lot. Of, I haven't had time for a lot of games. Yeah. But uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2, which uh, Eric and I were talking about, I guess just... Was that just... No, it wasn't last week. I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. But they're going to let you try it out at D23. Uh, well, as also Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which uh, for those of my vintage, you might remember <laughs> the Marvel vs. Capcom arcade games. Did you ever? You know, you've never spent any time in arcade at all. You probably have no idea about this. Uh, not like a full-on arcade. Like, does the little uh, arcade at the roller skating rink count? Well, I mean, that's you got probably a lot of stuff there. Did you, but did you ever see the where they had? Because they had the Marvel Superheroes game, which was a fighting game back when fighting games were the big thing. And then they did Marvel vs. Street Fighter. And then they decided, ah, you know what, Marvel versus Capcom. And so they could pull any Capcom character, you know, even pull people from Resident Evil and Mega Man and all kinds of characters were fighting with Spider-Man, Wolverine, Captain America, and all of them. It was pretty cool. I'm not sure. I know I've seen, like, a, a, a fighting game that was, like, Street Fighter or, like, uh, uh, Mortal Kombat kind of style, but I don't remember. But, yeah, the, so... Now on consoles, we're going to get Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which is, of course, is bringing back that same formula of all those classic characters, only more of a 3D. There's been, uh, like, a Street Fighter V, which I've never played, but uh, apparently it's sold very well on consoles, so they're going to keep going with that and bringing back the Marvel heroes to fight with uh, Ryu and all the Street Fighter people and, I'm sure, Mega Man and, who knows, Jill Valentine, you know, from Friends and Evil, all coming along. They're also, at, at D23, you're going to get to try that out, Marvel Future Fight, uh, which I believe that is a mobile game as well as Marvel Puzzle Quest. You're going to get to try some new things on that on the mobile phone at D23 this year. As well as, you know, like I said, a lot of props from a lot of movies. Uh, I think you're going to even get to see some stuff from Black Panther. Uh, at least they seem to be indicating that and some websites I'm looking at. But, uh, okay, so are you familiar with the New Mutants? And this is where she looks at me like, the who? Uh, no, is this like some type of X-Men, like, throw-off kind Yes, of it is. Okay. Uh, so, now, last time I talked about this, I thought it was going to be a television series. Uh-huh. But this is a movie. Okay. Uh, now, previously we talked, uh, you weren't here, uh, but uh, they cast a couple of people. Uh, you know the actress that was in Doctor Who uh, last season? She was like a young teenage Viking that, uh, oh, okay, yeah. that the doctor saves her, but then she became immortal. Yeah. She is playing Wolvesbane. I cannot think of the actress's name right now. And then there's another actress from some other stuff I've never seen that she's playing in it as well. But there's a new casting. They found somebody to play Moonstar, one of the new mutants. Uh, this, uh, you would not have ever seen this person. Uh, the character's name is Danielle Moonstar, a.k.a. Psyche and later Mirage, but uh, I guess she's been into something called The Originals, uh, but her name is Blue Hunt. I have never seen her in anything. I've never watched The Originals. But The New Mutants is uh, basically... Oh, 
they was getting a new younger team of mutants together after the X-Men had kind of been around for a while. They Marvel decided, well, we need a new young, hip teenage group of mutants to go around because you had the Teen Titans doing well over at DC. And so they had a bunch of teenage characters. One of them um, was actually like Peter S. Putin, Colossus, his little sister, Ileana, okay. known as Magique or Magic. You know, she's got the extra K, so it's probably Magique. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was one of them. So this is a movie now coming up with these younger mutants, and with you know with with Fox, you know, has got that Legion, which you didn't watch. It was pretty good. It's a little rough. Uh, I can't really talk about it so much on the show because it was very adult. We've got an upcoming a television series called The Gifted, which I think is going to be over the summer. Uh, but then actually, these mutants, and they're actually going to mention the X Men and stuff. And that that television series is coming very very soon. Uh, I don't know exactly when. I probably need to research that. But I've seen like a teaser for it. It looks pretty good. You might be able to watch that one because Legion, you wouldn't like it. I don't think because probably of, not. Probably, if it was if it's like rough to watch. I yeah, and it was it was rough it. and yeah, you know, but it was actually a pretty good story. It was weird. I, you, I think you saw we were watching stuff of it. And I was like, I can't really explain this to you, but this is Legion. It's been pretty good. Um, well, but here we go. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. Uh, she's playing. Oh, you know, she's been in Split and The Witch, but she's the one playing Magic. And then Maisie Williams, she's the one that was in Game of Thrones and Doctor Who, who's playing yeah. Bullsbane. Yeah. Uh, someone named Charlie Heaton, who was in Stranger Things and is playing Cannonball. Okay, that's something I hadn't heard of yet. Uh, Charlie Heaton, I, I'd want to see who he was in Stranger Things. I bet he was one of the, the kids. Probably, yeah. He's probably one of the teenagers, because Cannonball, you know, you need a teenager. Maybe he was the main one. I'll have mm-hmm. to look him up later. Uh, and then also Henry Zaga for, from 13 Reasons Why, which I have not, I don't want to watch. It sounds mm-hmm. depressing. I, yes, I know it's supposed to be really good. Have you heard of this? I've heard of 13 Reasons Why, and I've heard lots of negative things about it encouraging suicide. And no, things. it's not encouraging suicide at all. It's trying to be preventative of suicide. They're showing there's 13 reasons why this girl, because at the beginning of the series, this girl has killed herself, and they find, I don't know, like tapes or journals, and they find all the reasons for it, and it's then to look at what could I have done different to maybe this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. So it's only people who want to look at it badly to encourage suicide because it's fresh media stuff to talk about. It's they're they're creating false stories, but that's not actually what the series is about. I wouldn't want to watch it because I've heard people say it's really can be depressing and it's very sad, and I don't like to watch depressing and sad. I'm gonna skip it. Yeah, either I, way, so I'm gonna skip it. I, I hear I hear it's very very excellent, but it's it's it'll it'll break your heart all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Henry Zaga from that series is playing Sunspot. Wow, there's a lot of characters have been cast. Warlock, who's going who's going to be a CGA recreation, is going to be. Um, well, he's going to appear as a CGI. I don't have any casting on him. Rosario Dawson, who you've seen in Daredevil, uh, is still looking to play a mentor figure. The boy will not be appearing as Charles Xavier. Sadness. Now, I don't know who in the world would be a mentor to to them uh, that Rosario Dawson would be playing. I don't know of any characters, but I never read New Mutants. Unless you took one of the original X-Men and made them a mentor or something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, in later incarnations, they did like a, a comic called Generation X, and they had uh, Emma Frost, the White Queen, actually headmistress of a school teaching a new generation. Maybe that's what I was it, thinking but of. But it didn't kick off very well. Mm-hmm. But in the in the Fox X-Men movie franchise, they've already had a White Queen in there, and I can't remember. Well, of course, they've had her multiple times. You saw her in Wolverine Origins, uh, and already in her diamond form, and then they brought her back in... Uh, first class mm-hmm. and it's like you're recycling the character and using it at different times and yeah there a lot of their stuff has not been good so but yeah that's kind of what's going on with that it is in the way and right now we're looking at an april 13th of 2018 release date for that film other things coming around from the world of marvel is uh well there's a couple of new animated series one of them we mentioned before 
Uh, look, a new Spider-Man series. Yay. And I don't, yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of that way as well. Disney has had a habit of... Because right, they had their first Marvel series was Earth's Mightiest Heroes, The Avengers. Mm-hmm. Great series. And it was based completely off source material. Mm-hmm. I loved it. But because of the the fandom out there is mainly attached to the film versions of these characters basically we, we end up getting a rebooted Avengers series where everybody was more reflexive of how they are presented in the movies since that's what people are going to freshly remember right we also got a very uh, definitely not aimed at anyone my age but I guess I'm for cartoon but Ultimate Spider-Man I, I tried to watch it I really did I couldn't get into it it just it didn't click for me I think they were definitely aiming at a younger audience, and I know you know kids that really liked it, so I guess I'll find them good. But because of a new Spider-Man film, and it's an MCU type of thing, we're getting this new Spider-Man series, which at first I thought, oh, maybe they can kind of get things right. But basically what this is is Disney trying to make a Spider-Man who looks like uh, the new Spider-Man's going to be in his sweats. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what we're seeing in Homecoming. He's the, the costume he's had on his own before Tony Stark gives him a costume. And so that's basically what they're doing. They're trying to make an MCU-friendly animated version of Spider-Man. Uh, and I don't know if I'm really that excited. I'm probably going to watch at least... You're going to watch I'm gonna it watch, Spider-Man. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch maybe two episodes and mm-hmm. then decide. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I'm going to... I'll check it out. But I'm probably... I have not been impressed with any of this Marvel animation on Disney XD, to tell the truth. I have not been impressed with it. But kids are going to like it, and that's fine. But I'm, you know, I guess I'm 40, I refuse to grow up, but I still, you know, you have to be able to appeal to me as well. But I think what they need to do is have a way to appeal to the people who grew up reading the comics... As well as maybe your new fans, and you find a good blend, and I don't, I don't feel like there they've done that. There should be a good blend in there somewhere. I, I don't feel like they've really done that. They're just, no. you know, marketing their their movie franchise really, and there is even Avengers Secret Wars coming up, which I don't know if they're actually going to dive into the Secret Wars. All I've seen is they're, you know, bringing in Captain Marvel, the former Miss Marvel, and also the new Miss Marvel. Uh, and I have seen videos on YouTube where people are complaining Marvel seems to be shoving Captain Marvel at us and nobody really cares and, you know, about that character. She's no, not, still not popular, despite their, them putting her in everything. And now she's going to be in this cartoon as well. I liked her old style of Miss Marvel. Captain Marvel, she, the costume doesn't look good. The colors are cool, but the weird hair and the... I don't know. But there's an upcoming Captain Marvel film that they're going to work on. We'll see if they can make the character cool. They have a lot to live up to because uh, with Wonder Woman, we're going to talk about later on the show, when I talk to Philip. They, there's a really high standard that has now been set of how you do a female superhero. And a good movie. they set the bar very high, which we'll talk about that later. So I'm hardly letting you have a chance to say anything. That's normal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's but normal. That's the thing is I feel like I'm diving into stuff and you haven't got a chance to look at any of this all the week. No. No, I'm sorry. But I, I'm still recovering from thesis land. <laughs> you've been out of thesis land for a week now. So, but I plan that you need to be on the show more often with us. Okay. People miss you. There's people who like you. I've gotten nice comments about you. Oh, people miss me. Oh, they like me? Oh. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I have gotten nice comments about you. Oh. So, yeah, hopefully we're going to have you back on here uh, more often to talk about different kind of things and help me review movies and things like that. But, you know what? Um, I think we need to go and check out all the information. I got. I, too bad you didn't get to come with me for this Cars 3 event, but uh, what were you doing on that day? I was working. School was still in. School was still in session. Yeah, that was yes. actually on our anniversary that day. Yep. So, and I went to, And I went to work for you, my podcast friends. Doing things for you instead of with my wife. 
that's that's my life now. But anyway, so it was, it was a really, really neat event. Um, I, if it's coming to your town, you can still check it out. I think it's called, like, the Cars 3 um, Heading for the Race or whatever. There, but there's a tour. If you Google search Cars 3 Tour, you'll probably find the website. Uh, and see if it's coming to your town. It was pretty neat. Uh, I did take some photos of it, uh, which I don't believe I've posted to the website yet. So I will make sure I post those up to our news page on NeverlandPodcast.com. I'll get them up there as quick as I can. I did share them on my Instagram page if you follow me on Instagram. Although Instagram kind of shrinks the sides in. But it was really a lot of fun. I had to wait in an enormously long line. But uh, that's what we're doing for our trailer park. So let's go and check it out. The Neverland Trailer Park. All right, Neverlanders, I've been talking about, well, at least I talked about it once, uh, but we have an event here in Kansas City where there's for promotion for Cars 3. We have some life-size versions of Lightning McQueen and a couple other characters from Cars 3. I'm out here. I'm going to get some photos, try to talk to some people about some of these new characters if I can, uh, and generally cover this as best as I can in a crowd of a lot of people who brought their children out to check out this event. Straight lines, just a good old-fashioned oval. Hey now, you that out of town? Uh, yes, that's me, Chester Whipplefilter. <laughs> and I'm Francis Beltline. Bruce, what are you doing? I'm your trainer. Gonna track your speed from the infield, Whipplefilter. Fine, just stay out of the way. Excuse me, sir. Where are the other racers? Oh, they'll be alone. We always let our guests start right up front. <laughs>
Nobody touches him. He is mine. You both in now, I'm here at the Cars 3 Tour event. I'm talking to you. Who are you? I'm Lisa with Disney. Lisa with Disney. Yeah. Yay, Disney people. Uh, so uh, we've got some three new characters out here. Well, one of them we're kind of familiar with, Lightning McQueen. Yeah, he's the living legend. Yeah, yeah, I love Lightning McQueen. So we got a couple of new characters from the new film. What can you tell us about these new characters? Sure. So in Cars 3, Lightning McQueen is no longer the young hotshot. He needs to get trained to get back in the game, and that's where Cruz Ramirez is going to come into play. She's the tech-savvy trainer. She's really going to whip him into shape. And she needs to whip him into shape because he's facing off against a new enemy, Jackson Storm. So he's the gray and blue guy that you'll see over there, and he is he's a bad guy. You've got to watch out for him. So I've noticed, with looking at the previous trailers, it reminds me, actually, of a Rocky film a little bit. Because, you know, kind of like Rocky Three actually. you got your, uh, your Mr. T car, who's like the new young stud coming in there, takes him out. Loses his championship ring, and now he's got to go back into training and get it all back. So that's a very cool idea. I, I don't know if anybody was thinking of that when they were making the movies. Like, this is what Rocky Three. That's awesome. What I can tell you is, yeah, he's definitely the underdog in this film. Lightning McQueen, he's the underdog. And then, yes, he, there's a new threat that's being posed against him, and he's in a different part of his journey. So we've seen him in the other films, you know, really just grow as a character. And then in this one, he's facing a new challenge. He's at a crossroads it's in his career. You just got to see what he's going to decide to do. Yeah, another thing this reminds me of, uh, they've really done well with Toy Story of showing, well, what happens when the children age and what's going to happen later when you're an older toy. So now we've got an older vehicle, which, yeah, normally NASCAR or something like that, oh, well, you're an old driver, you know, nobody cares, or you're an older car. It's time to upgrade. So we're going to see him having to uh, kind of change and upgrade any technology or, or just become a better racer by the end. What are, what are we aiming for with this training? Yeah, so Jackson Storm, he's a next-gen racer. He's basically ushering in a new kind of racing. There's a ton of other next-gen racers pushing White and McQueen out of the sport of racing. They're a big uh, they're a big threat because they train differently. So when Cruz Ramirez starts to train White and McQueen, he's exposed to all these new techniques, and he's trying to figure out, you know, I've never trained on a simulator before, but these young guys are doing it, so is that going to help me get back in the game? So we've really got to see if those kinds of things work for him. Yeah. And as we just saw in this pre preview here, it looks like he's doing a little figure eight demolition derby and some unexpected training. Yeah, so. he comes across some really cool new characters like Miss Fritter. She's a demolition diva. You gotta love her. Love character. Yeah, and so he's gonna travel. He's gonna meet new characters. We have a ton of new characters, and then also some of our favorites from Radiator Springs are gonna. You know, if you love them, don't rest assured you'll get to check them out too. Yeah, because so far I haven't seen anything of Mater, and I love Mater. Yeah, he was. You know, he might be in there. you got to check it out. June 16th when <laughs> the movie hits hiding dinner. in the crowd in this demolition? I just didn't see You it. never know. It seems like a Mater style event in there. Exactly. So, exactly, yeah. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Let's take a ride at a Disney park. Let's take a ride right now. Boop, boop.
this planet. Hippie. Champion needs speed and style. Luigi, give our friend your best. So, uh, to begin our coverage of some Wonder Woman, of course we have to have our movie review. Because uh, I just saw it today. Did you see, I guess you saw it today as well. I saw it yesterday. You saw it yesterday. And with me here is Lost Boy Philip, hey. who, who we haven't heard from for a while, other than your birthday message, which I did add into the ah, show last week. Awesome, awesome. I, not all of it. You had a lot more that was just for us. But oh, just yeah. the basic happy birthday I, was, I shared last week because people haven't gotten to hear from you for a while. But uh, you being more of the DC fan than I am, I figure if anyone's going to come and talk Wonder Woman with me, I need somebody like you. Ah, I love it. So, but first, let's talk a little bit about this film. Uh, I mean, Connie Nielsen, which uh, you wouldn't know necessarily by name, played, of course, Hippolyta. Mm-hmm. Did great. You might have recognized her from Gladiator. That's where, where yeah. Heather first thought of her. Yeah. Uh, I, I love her. I couldn't think of from where. <laughs> yeah. It, and then, of course, Buttercup there playing General. Yes. And we had to look up the name Antiope. But to me, she was General Buttercup. I mean, yeah. uh, some really great actors, which I, I thought they would have had a bigger part, but they, they're important parts. 
when you got a name like that, though, you're that well known in Hollywood, you can make it a small appearance yeah. and be but yet memorable. a big appearance. Yeah, uh, that's right. A lot of great cast. I don't. And there's a magazine we got the Entertainment Weekly has come out and it has Lisa Loban playing Kong Lisa Menelope. I have. I don't even remember seeing this character in the background. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of great actors. Uh, newcomer Gal Gadot, uh, a former Miss Israel and Miss Universe competitor who is playing Wonder Woman. Uh, of course, this is this is not quite her debut as Wonder Woman. She was in Batman v Superman, which you didn't enjoy at all. Uh, I like things about it. Yeah. She was probably and the she best was, part. Yeah, she was awesome her as Wonder Woman. Were my favorite parts of the movie. Hmm. Yeah. I, and the music, the, her music, Wonder Woman's music. I Which, want that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I did look online. I did. There is like stuff you can hear her stuff. I haven't went back and listened. Was it the same music they used in yeah. this film? That did it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I so, like that. Uh, but uh, so basically, you got newcomer actors. You got Chris Pine in there playing Steve Trevor. He's awesome. Which was great to see that character. I mainly remember him from the old Linda Carter series. Mm-hmm. That character yeah. where they're doing the spy thing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, overall, great cast and a lot of newcomers. Which really, when you look at this film overall, it is it takes a lot from Captain America: The First Adventure, which I've been saying since that first trailer came out. Well, this is her basic original story, and so yeah. I knew it, it, it's not so much that it's taking anything from Captain America, it's taken from the original Wonder Woman story. Yeah. It's just that they're very much alike in the fact that at that time, there were a ton of comic books that were made because of World War II. Mm-hmm. And even though in this film it's based it's taking place in World War One, that way they can try to sidestep the Captain yeah. America First Avenger references but in reality it, it in the original story it took place during World War II 1941 yeah. Both but we'll get into the original comic yeah. we're talking about the movie yeah. for now so, so this is World War One. Right. Uh, in this film. Anyway, so uh, it's, it did a good job. They did. Yeah. I think it's a but, good uh, film. Let me get to where I was, what I was sure, talking about. Sorry about that. So Captain America, the first Avenger. Here, here's where it's similar. You have a general who's given enhanced powers. Mm-hmm. You have a mad scientist who's creating something to destroy the world. Yes. Uh, you have somebody who goes there and has demonstrated that has some ability, but no one seems to really believe that she's capable of doing what she's doing, kind of like Captain America. He'd shown that he, he'd run down that guy and did some amazing things, but he's off to the side, and Tommy Lee Jones' character is really not believing he's going to do anything until he does it and then holy crap look what you can do you get a team of kind of the rogues gallery of a howling commando team that you don't really expect them of but they become like a good family unit in a lot of ways well, they're all different and kind of unique in their own way so she gets a similar team and i don't want to spoil anything in the end but you will see a plane crash that somebody really saves the day mm-hmm. uh but i'm not going to say any more than that because i don't want to spoil anything for those who have not seen the film one thing that that I think is a twist in it is though that she, being the hero, is a she, and she at that time would have really had to deal with the unfairness of being a woman. Yeah. I mean, it was a fact at the time, so I, yeah. I think that was an interesting look of it, you know. Yeah, and and it was fun watching her because you see how she grows up in Themyscira, and you know she, her mother doesn't even really want her to become this warrior because uh, that's some plot points I don't want to get into because she does have her own unique hero's journey, and it really was a hero's journey of coming from. A Obscurity and thinking that you know the race of men are all going to be good, and it's only Ares, the god of war, who's caused this this horrible stuff to happen. And I can go and fix that. And so it was this na- naivety that she had when she gets into the, the rest of the world outside of her paradise that you see her her journey through that. And it was really good watching her grow as a character and become the hero she's supposed to be, but yet always having those qualities because it's not this is this is great because. 
you know, we're in the, the the realm of where we're trying to have more strong women in Sarah and superheroes and on television. We want we want good women role models. And what I liked about this is that despite we we're, I feel like we're pressuring young girls because oh we don't have enough women who are scientists and all this stuff. And I feel like we're pressuring young girls that they have to become scientists or something. You know what, young girls and young ladies out there, if you're listening to this, you become whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. What is the strength of a woman and what is the main theme of Wonder Woman of this film and of the character is what makes her strong is her compassion. Passion. Not that she's this great warrior with super strength and other amazing abilities, but her compassion and her love. And that's what drives her to do what she does. And that is the strength you, if you're listening to this and you're a woman, that is the strength you have. That's what makes a good strong woman is your love and your compassion. You can have more compassion than any of us men ever dream of. Your ability to show love. You are, God put you on this earth because we needed you, because you have love and compassion in spades, ladies, and that is where your strength is. You don't have to be some macho woman or all the stuff that the society is trying to put pressure on you to become, and otherwise you're not a strong woman. You are already a strong woman because of your love and compassion, and if you fail to be able to show your love and compassion because the world is pressing you down, I, I cry for that. You've got so much love and compassion to share with you, and there's so many ways. There's a great line in this that I love that Steve Trevor says, I'm going to save the day, but you are going to change the world. Ladies, that's what you're here, here for. You can change the world because of your love and compassion. And that was a great theme in this movie. There was two women who directed it, and they made sure that message came across, that whatever type of woman you are, whatever you're doing in life, your love and compassion is your strength and your power, and you can change the world with it. And don't let anybody tell you that you're not strong, because you are. That's right. There, I, I had to soapbox that because that's I, okay. I love this movie. Because, <laughs> I thought they did a great job because that message, and when it comes through at the end, because when she shows compassion, because she didn't, she didn't really kill a whole lot of people. Yeah, she, you know, when you see like the Mosquera and the Warriors, and they were fighting the Germans at first, it was a lot of violence, and they kept the violence at a, at Mo- a common most of level. Her, what I liked but was most of her. She defense. showed her compassion. Oh, her defense. Yes, yeah. the things that she did. She, oh my gosh, was such a great hero. There was no dark side to her, other than her naivety and stuff like that. This was the type of hero we've been wanting from DC. This is what Superman this should be like. Be- this is the my, so far, in my opinion, this is the best of the DC films so far. Yes. And, oh, I loved it. In their new. Now, not to put put you down, Zach, especially with what you're going through. Right Although now. Zach Snyder did, he did help. On this. He helped. He helps on the writing. I was surprised. <laughs> if, if this is what it means for you, Zach, keep producing. Don't get involved with the directing. But that's all I gotta say about it. So so far, I've not been impressed with anything he's done. But I hope Justice League will be different. I hope so. Even though I think it's going to help that Josh Whedon's helping with that, so yeah, good. yeah, Josh Whedon now working reason, on that. That kind of makes me excited because yeah. he's good at a good ensemble. Right. We know that. That's good. And I, I think if they realize Ooh. how strong of a character they have now in Wonder Woman and how good a character that they, you know, and good actress that they've got for this, if they, use I, her, am, I am curious to hear oh. what Josh Whedon wants to say. Simply because in 2004 he excitingly had written and was ready to direct and produce a Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. and they kind of swung it out from under him. So I don't know why, but boy, so I'm Give so thrilled this was good. And let him, you know what? The way this is established and did a lot of it with World War One, I, 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 I can't imagine Wonder Woman not being involved in World War Two. Yeah. I want a sequel where she's doing stuff in World War Two. Eventually, I'd like to see some of the characters from the comic. Yes, Cheetah, because uh, you know, like this big one we had Dr. Poison in yeah. there, which I did a little research on Dr. Mm-hmm. Poison. Let me pull that back up again. I tried to figure out who she was because it was an interesting character. Oh, and here is Dr. Poison. Uh, we're, we've got through a book. There's been at least 
two, if not three, Dr. Poison characters that uh, I came across. Because you had Princess Maru, the original Golden Age one, which I don't know why they did the porcelain face. It made it very interesting in the movie that uh, she had apparently has injured her face from all of her work with I these chemicals and yes. stuff like that, <laughs> uh, which is all they kind of said in some of the magazines. Uh, but she was uh, disguised herself as Mei Sing, a princess, and worked in a Chinese nightclub at one point, which is why she's known as Princess Maru. But Dr. Poison was, of course, a chemist and made all kinds of different weapons. Um, and, you know, she's had different versions like post-crisis because, you know, there's always a crisis in the DC world. Uh, but she was part of different teams called Villainy Incorporated after Crisis and Visional and on Infinite Earths uh, was a team created by Queen Clea. Uh, there was a later version at the New 52. Uh, there's a Caucasian daughter of a Russian parascientist renowned for the knowledge of poisons, and she's the daughter of that. And uh, what was the name of this person? It's a doctor, still a Dr. Maru. Uh, yes, there's also the granddaughter, granddaughter. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. she's a rela- related, but there's a new one uh, with the DC Rebirth. In the current, there's Colonel Marina Maru. She was a Japanese mm, soldier working yeah. for an organization called Poison. Yeah. Uh, so she's had a lot of different incarnations with that character. Yeah, right. Of course, Wonder Woman herself has had a lot of changes. Now, I didn't recognize any other characters besides Steve Trevor and Diana Prince and, and Hippolyta and stuff like that from from anything I know of the comics. I, um, I, I knew. Was uh, it like the general? Was he somebody you would be familiar I, you know, with? I'm not exactly sure about the general himself, because um, I think what they're kind of trying to do, and he might have been, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm such a big fan that I know every little character, and it's not like it with Superman and Batman for me. But I will say, he sounded familiar. Now, of course, Ares, I yeah, knew. big time. And uh, I knew that. Character. And I will not say what actor is playing Ares, because if you haven't I seen suspect. it, it's a big spoiler. <laughs> but... It but, was a great casting too. They had a lot I must of good, say. a lot of good actors. Yes, a great casting of who they had playing Ares, Be, and, and for something that Heather thought was kind of a weakness, I said no, but that's what made it such a great casting. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, but I can't say anything else because I don't want to spoil it. Uh, but seeing Ares in there as as kind of a big bad, as well as having Doctor Poison, but you know the the general, I was not familiar with him. Uh, but overall, great film, great message. Ta- this is definitely the the superhero for for young young girls to have right now. This is this is exactly what I'd like to see for your role model because showing compassion to others. And because when she gets into her first thing and has her big heroic moment, it's because she wants to save and she sees what's happening to these people and she's not. It's not, I, I thought, oh, she's going to get mad at this. But no, it didn't seem like she was mad. She was like, I am going I'm to save these do. people. She'll do whatever yeah. it takes to protect, to save. She is true hero. And young ladies, young children, that's the type of person I think you can be. You don't have to be a big warrior, but your love and compassion will make you a hero. A woman's got to do what a woman's got to do. That's right. <laughs> and and we, will, we love you for it. That's right. Uh, but let's turn a corner from the movie to talking about the comic book character, mm-hmm. uh, which we have traced back to 1941. Let's see. What was that character's name? He is, of course, in college, developed a lie detector test based on blood pressure, which is gave birth to the now modern polygraph test mm-hmm. uh he was into some some weird stuff uh and a polygamy of sorts where he had a wife and yes. a live-in mistress yes. was into some bondage stuff and actually was inspired by his live-in mistress and bondage to where wonder woman has those bracers uh and if anyone was to chain those bracers together you could actually uh bind her now i don't know if that's still a current thing because no, that, that got rid of that that was kind of a weird, As creepy well, thing. You, no, William no, Moulton Marston. There we go. Yes. I find his name. He, but I'll say this. He uh, loved his mother and grandmother very much. They, mm-hmm. That was something in the documentary about him that I watched. 
And uh, he said back then that there was plenty of soldiers, I mean, excuse me, heroes that were based on men and not a whole lot of women. And so that was one of the things he wanted to change. And I thought that they did it, you know, I, I don't think he had any idea that he was making He was creating the, such an icon. The icon superhero yeah. girl. I mean, you don't, this is not to say I don't like all the other characters, of, of women characters, I do, but when you think of great women superheroes, she is, if not the first one, one of the first ones that you think of. She was before Supergirl. Yeah. She was before all the Marvel characters, obviously. I mean, so... Well, except for Captain America. No, I'm talking about Marvel women. Of Marvel women, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't know about any Marvel women that were... That yeah, it's just even been out because Marvel wasn't really around. It was timely comics, comics at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Stan Lee didn't have anything to do with it. The only one I can think of to be early would be like uh, the Invisible Woman of the Fantastic Four. She wasn't around yet. Yeah, was but she, that was yeah. in the sixties. Yeah, that's the first Marvel woman I can think of that was like this. Great. That's still really around, and yeah. she's still awesome. And then. The only one that came after that who's still around was uh, at the time Marvel Girl. Right. Who didn't become, you know, later on Jean Grey. Right. So that's about it. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, you know, Wonder Woman is the stuff. Yep. So oh, finally to get a movie of Wonder Woman. And I remember, golly, when I was a kid watching the Linda Carter series. But yes, Woman. let's go ahead and listen to that, that sound right now. A honking dove Stop a war with love Make a liar tell it true Wonder Woman Get us out from under Wonder Woman All our hopes are pinned upon you And the magic that you do I love that old theme, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, oh, yes. Great quality stuff. Uh, but that was the first Wonder Woman that I was familiar with. Uh, and it, you know, I was also the time I, I, well, I guess I got to see that Wonder Woman series when I was younger, even before I got to see the 1960s Batman. When I was a kid on Friday nights, you would get to watch Dukes of Hazard, The Incredible Hulk, and Wonder Woman all yeah. on CBS. And I, then, I had to skip Incredible Hulk. It scared me to death. And then, <laughs> then on Saturday morning, I'd have Super Friends. Yeah. 
And so it was a great, wonderful thing. Yes. <laughs> and Wonder Woman was on that. Wonder Woman was part of the Super Friends. That's and she right. was great and had the Invisible Jet. I hope they do like the Invisible Jet next movie. They say in the in the comic books, they, they've gotten rid of that. They, uh, they have her flying now, which I don't mind her flying. Yeah, because she can fly on her own now. And I, I didn't know if she was going to be able to fly in this movie. It kind of looked at the end, that last she shot, might. she kind of take off. I just know this. I personally, uh, people like to make fun of it, but I like the Invisible Jet. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think it's, I would love to have one. Except for if you forget where you parked it, you know. Yeah, but. <laughs> But if they have a, a way of knowing, I mean, yeah, maybe, if there's some magic to it, for somehow, having clinging you know? the, the the little bracelet things and maybe show a little, <laughs> a little. That, that only, only she can fly it. Only she yeah. can see it. You know, that's you know, it'd be really cool to bring it back. There, I love that um, thing. Oh, but I found that my goodness, there were so many different incarnations. Because uh, originally, you know, and her mother had a slightly different uh, name, uh, but she debuted in a, as backup feature in Sensational well, All-Star Comics, but she was also in Sensation Comics, and eventually did get her own series back in the 40s. Yeah. Uh, and the, the she actually did not start with her Lasso of Truth. That did come along it, a little yeah, bit later. Along, yeah. uh, but she was actually, in January 1941, she got her first cover on Sensation Comics number one. And this is where she, uh, this is kind of interesting. So you have D- Princess Diana. She's, this is where she meets an army nurse named Diana Prince and buys her aunt identity and job from her. <laughs> this is also where you first see the invisible plane. But instead of identity theft, she bought the identity. So what happened to the original Diana Prince? How much money did she give her? I mean, she was <laughs> like, here, I'll give you all this money. We'll let you retire to this island because Themyscira was not the name of the island at this time. No. It was just this Greek thing. And in the original incarnation, we won't say about the new 52 incarnation because I don't want to spoil anything that's in the movie. Yeah. But in the new 52, this is different. But originally, yes, she was molded from clay and brought to life by Aphrodite. Hmm. Don't know why it was Aphrodite. It was kind of cool that it was in the movie. They said, no, she brought to life by Zeus. Yeah. But she does find out something different. Like yeah. I said, the new 52 origin did come into play. Yeah. But I won't say it because it's they make it a movie point. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who has not seen it. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, they even, at one point, uh, she kind of got a revamp and got a different costume. She's wearing all white. At one point, she was working and like, had a sort of a beauty store of sorts uh, that she was running. But they, they keep trying to revitalize her. And she was kind of becoming an icon even to people like Gloria Steinem. And a good, she was kind of a good role model for, for young girls at the time. Yeah, and I love the uh, images you see of her with the glasses. Because in the movies, they did bring the glasses back, mm-hmm. which... Didn't make me think of you know, Linda Carter because you know, Linda Carter had those giant yes, glasses, did. tinted glasses that she'd wear. Yes, she sure did. Oh, it was so cool. Uh, but Yeah, the original island was Paradise Island. Yeah, it was Paradise Island. Yeah. And then it became to Mascara, I believe, in 1987 when the entire DC universe was shut down and then restarted. With brand new origins. That's awful, dude. Yes, Etta Candy, is a, who's in the movie, is a real. She was a comic relief character back in the day. It, always eating. It looked like this. Oh, of, really? Kinda, yeah. Okay. She ate a candy. Yeah, I guess was the idea. Candy, yeah, Etta Candy. So, uh, it also I found it very interesting in the sixties. They 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 had been doing where they did a Wonder Girl comic when it was supposed to be a young yes. Diana Prince. Yeah. But eventually they changed it around to where there was a Wonder Girl as part of the Teen Titans, and that was supposed to be Diana's little but, sister. But that kind of makes sense because if you think about it, Superboy was originally Superman right. as a boy. Right. So it kind of makes sense that that's what they would do with Wonder Girl until, before they changed it. Yeah. It wasn't until the 90s that Superboy became a completely different character. Yeah, he became a clone. A clone, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, there was even, did you see in there that they had Wonder Tot? Wonder Tot. Yes, this was, this was her as a as a baby. Even oh, they had man. some stuff. 
Look at uh, this. As adventurous as a toddler. Oh my she gosh. She had a kangaroo, what's called a kanga called Jumpa that she used to use. <laughs> she was riding on a kangaroo. A pretty good sized kangaroo, even. Wow. Okay, well, that's weird. <laughs> but uh, they, after a couple of different uh, flip flops around, so in 87, you know, the entire DC universe shut down. They restarted all the characters, yes. and this is where the mascara came along. That's where you had the whole uh, identity. Crisis, not identity, it was uh, Infinite Earths. The Infinite Earths, yes, I guess what, you know, this is the whole myth. And they became more mythological with her origins. It got a bit more into the Greek half. The funny thing is, I found is that Stephen Trevor has died and come back a couple of times. Yep, that's right. In fact, the one, well, he died and came back, and then it was that Stephen Trevor from a a different timeline, a different Mm -hmm. world, who was a spy with the Air Force, which right before they shut down the DC universe, uh, him and Wonder Woman got married. Yeah, I've seen, I've yeah. seen that one. I remember. <laughs> that was really funny. She but had this thing at one time called a mental radio. It says Wonder Woman may have invented a mental radio which converted brain waves into audiovisual signals. Diana used it, used it to stay in touch with home as well as her mortal allies. So well, that, telepathic, but with a device. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Uh, so yeah, there, there's even been some new incarnations here recently because the new Fifty Two, they like I said, they have changed her origins around, which I will not say because they do go into the movie and they treat it as a surprise and a mystery to the movie. But she's even had a another reboot here lately with the rebirth, and there's even been some reboots where they tried to give her a you know, different outfit and put her in pants, and it didn't go over so no, well. No. Uh, so, they, but it's funny. There's a great magazine that Entertainment Weekly has put out that gives all kinds mm-hmm. of history on Wonder Woman. I do recommend it because yep. it goes through all the different incarnations she has had and all the changes from having the the kind of an eagle symbol on her chest to where that eventually became like a pair of W's yeah. to where eventually they kind of mix the two where it's like W's and a bird, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you see in the movie. It's a pretty good tribute. Uh, the sword and the shield, I think, is a new 52 thing, because I don't remember her ever having a sword and the shield any time I saw it. It was mainly that lasso of truth and those bracelets that she could uh, repel bullets she's because had, she's not invulnerable. Which she's is had it in a few times, but mostly uh, it's been some of the times where she's been like a warrior, like Kingdom Come and all that kind of stuff. They had a, a DC would have her with a sword and with a shield, but it's just, it's not very often. Sometimes she'll be wearing a cape when she would have it. So I had like a red cape with a little bit of white on the outside and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think they uh, used that in the old Linda Carter series. They got yeah. awesome all too, had her in a cape. And some of the things that's changed throughout time is she used to have this villain by the name of Egg Foo. Egg Foo? He was this great big egg and he would have a, a certain oriental look about him. Nowadays, that would be known as uh, somewhat racist. And so because of that, they have changed it to where he's mo- now he does not look like that. He does not have this little curly mustache like he used to have. And they've tried to get away from that. Where now it's supposed to be almost like an alien or something and not uh, certain, to, uh, you know, racist looking. It <laughs> yeah. was. It really wow. was. Yeah, look from the picture here in this. Uh, but we were also looking through. Uh, it was a different time. DK, <laughs> like a DK. Isn't it the one DK books makes these big yes. about characters? Yes. Which Philip has quite the collection of these. Of yes, I characters. do. I have a whole slew of DK yes. books. But it's, all the all the extra details it has about the characters is very cool. Yeah, they will, they've had a bunch of different villains. Some who come and change through time, and it's just the way it is. Sometimes yeah. things change, and and usually for the better, not always. Right. Sometimes they get rid of a character, and they say, you know what, <laughs> we probably shouldn't have changed him. He was cool. And other times, like we'll just change a little bit. 
but not a lot. Yeah. Or or like with Wonder Woman, like in the late 60s, they did get make her basically like a mod squad type. Uh, you can see it in that magazine. She will send to be wearing white clothes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's in the 1968. They went to, they tried to make her a modern 60s woman. They took her powers it away. Not, it did not work. It was a terrible idea. And then, but yeah, this is, yeah, she started training in martial arts instead. What, what had happened was at that uh-huh. time, uh, when the women's liberation started up, Wonder Woman started be using on signs, being used on signs as a symbol of women's power. Hmm. And so the women started revolting against that. And so it turned it around. And they said, oh, we better turn her back the way she used to be. And that kind of helped about a few years later, changed it back into her old outfit. Because the woman said, no, we don't like her being modernized. Turn her back to the way yeah. she once was. Because she was her own person, not trying yeah. to fit in. Awesome. And so that, it's funny. I know they meant well, but it didn't turn out that right. well. <laughs> well, you know, that happens a lot in comics. They get these grand ideas and they think they're doing wonderful things. but And they mean well, but they really did something disastrous. Uh, hello, Marvel. I'm talking to you directly. <laughs> You have done so many things. Do you think you were doing a good idea? But you and you mean well. But you've really wrecked a lot of characters. Yeah, well, but I am looking forward too. to sometime this month. There's a new Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man coming, and they're saying they're going to get back to the friendly neighborhood version of Spider-Man. Yay! So I'm going to check out this book, and it's not being written by Dan Slott, so I think I might actually enjoy it. <laughs> we'll put it like that. So, because I have been, uh, you know, at uh, Planet Comic Con when Eric and I were there, I did find a big collection. It was uh, Clint's Comics had. Like ten for ten dollars, I got like uh, uh, like there forty comics, and I got all kinds of old Spider-Man. And just enjoy, what is this? You're finding modern? Age. Yeah, not yeah, nineteen sixty-eight. Oh, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, forget the old. The new Wonder Woman is here. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> and some of the pictures we're seeing are just silly. Yeah, yeah, and oh boy, Doctor Cyber. <laughs> wow, and all in white, and and fighting sometimes with a. A katana blade. You can definitely tell this is the days of, uh, uh, you know, Doctor Who is starting to come around. <laughs> yeah, Star Trek. Star Trek. And definitely has, oh, I don't know, maybe James Bond going around the background. <laughs> <laughs> I wow. can almost hear Sean Connery shaking, not stirred. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Oh, it's funny. Mars attacks. Anyway, she's gone through an awful lot of changes throughout yeah. the years. Uh, what would you say, like, strength level? Is she a rival to Superman's strength? Well, I don't think she's quite as strong. It, it says that she's stronger than Hercules is the only thing I found. I'm not sure if she's quite as strong, but then again, I have seen her fight him before, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to say yes or no, because, you know, truth be told, I'm still so old school. Yeah. And I probably always will be. Yes, I know I'm old. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, is I don't like all the changes. And even if you're young right now, that's all good and fine. That's great. But I got news for you. Love what comics you love, but I guarantee you, in the next few years, they'll change it, and then they'll yeah. change it, and then they'll change it. They'll keep messing with it. And there's nothing wrong with them changing things, except that it is really frustrating, because just when you start to get used to it, they'll change it again. Right. So, that's the only problem right. I have with comic books nowadays. And Wonder Woman has certainly changed a lot. Yep. But I like, because uh, I always wondered about you know her invulnerability, and it shows, but she's not invulnerable from what I was looking at. Yeah. And there's even one point, she got a bit of a scratch, yep. but she's... She can move really, really fast. She healed real quick. Yeah, she healed pretty fast, too. That was really cool. I like how they showed that. But it it did show how with a bullet, and it kind of went to a bullet time a little bit, but it shows how fast she is, and she can think really fast, and that's why she can block all those bullets. If she got shot, you could probably kill her, but you got to be able to shoot her. And she can block all kinds of bullets, and then she's really fast. Mm-hmm. And amazingly fast at one point. I was surprised how fast she can move her. She got up from one side of the table and went up and got in somebody's face. Real quick at one point in the movie, I was like, dang! 
saying hello, Flash. <laughs> so, yeah, do not mess with this woman. You get on her bad side. Uh, and one thing I did enjoy in the film, uh, as is something I know of Wonder Woman, is she she has really high standards for what when, for a man that she's going to respect. And we saw that same level of, you know, she because she kind of does not like this one character, Charlie, at first, because he's a sniper. And uh, she doesn't understand why he doesn't like to see the face of the people he's he kills. Uh, and, of course, a true warrior should face somebody. But she really values a, a strong warrior and also someone else who has compassion, which is why she really respects Superman yes. because of his compassion. And she, I, I think she has some respect for Batman as well. But I know that she's also had issues with the fact that he kind of strikes from the night, you know, and yeah. not doesn't necessarily always face down an opponent. One of my favorite things, I don't know anyone out there has lost it. But one of the things that they did a few years back, oh, nearly a decade ago at this point, they had made a Justice League cartoon. It was a wonderful animated style, just like the old Batman animated series. But what they had done, and yes, they had Kevin Conroy's voice for, yeah. for Batman. And they had they, a little flirtation. They had they? a little flirtation between yeah. Wonder Woman and Batman, and almost would would they won't they thing, <laughs> which is a great. It was a wonderful thing because I had never thought of it. Usually they would do that with Superman or yeah. Wonder Woman. And, uh, and incidentally, in the future, Wonder Woman and Superman kind of do. Yeah, they did have like a future version of that. Yeah. They showed them and as then, older. And for a while it. there, when they, they did the new 52 thing. They got rid of Lois. Got, which I didn't <laughs> like that. But, yeah. But uh, anyway, all that being said, they did for a short time try that in the comic books with Batman and Wonder Woman. It was almost basically like a one-time thing. And it was yeah. Done. And yeah, nobody liked it, apparently, in the comics. Because they didn't do it quite right from what I saw. Mm. It, but in the the cartoon, it was kind of fun. Yeah, they, they were a little fun. flirtatious. I've, I've seen some uh, YouTube videos. Wonder Woman became, all the became a pig in one of the episodes. <laughs> and it was a, it was a great episode. <laughs> A, a woman of Wonder magic. Pig, which yeah, Miss Piggy, by it. the way, Miss Piggy, when yes. Linda Carter was on the Muppet Show, yes. Miss Piggy was Wonder Pig. Yes, and they pretty much did that. They had Wonder Pig, was I think, <laughs> I think was the name of that episode. Uh, oh my goodness! You have to watch it. I have it, of course. It's on. I Netflix. don't remember. Yeah, I love that old cartoon. It's it's a great one. It and, was a great show. And uh, this was like one of my favorites because the second season was the Unlimited was even better than the first series of Justice League. And this one, you have Batman at the end having to sing a song to get her turned back into being human again. Uh, and, of course, Kevin Conroy can sing. Yeah, I'll bet he can with yes. those pipes. But anyway, it's a very good, fun episode. Uh, very good. But there's a lot of romance kind of going back and forth, and they did try it for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be, they'd be interesting. And maybe that's why they seem, in the Batman v Superman, they did almost seem almost a little flirtatious. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a... Uh, a comic book series I loved of Superman and Batman. I love the logo. Oh, the world's Su finest the, one. Yeah, but this is when it wasn't called world's finest. Now, that's the old school world's finest. I love that. Mm. But even better was the one that they had later on, uh, written by, uh, I believe it was, uh, was uh, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, they had a wonderful comic book series of Superman, Batman, it was called, and it had the symbol of Superman, and right around it was the bat. Yeah. And that was a wonderful series. Later on, they had another one that I thought was going to be just as good, and it wasn't. It wasn't written by the same people. Ah. However, it was still interesting. It was called Trinity. I would have called something else just because I'm a oh, guy. yeah. But either way, Trinity was interesting, and it was Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And they were talking about them being the three uh, important parts of the triangle of the DC universe. And I agree. That's are, true. They're the three important the ones, uh, yeah. uh, points of the characters. I agree. <laughs> yep. 
So. But uh, we're we're kind of running out of time for this year, so we need to wrap this up. But I tell you, this did definitely give give me some interest in going and checking out some old Wonder Woman comics. I've never read any. It gave really. Yeah, really? never read any. I, I used to. Read well, I did have a rebirth one that they did for Free Comic Book Day, and they were yeah. giving her, you know, going back to origin stuff. But I've actually never read any Wonder Woman. I'm a Marvel guy, you know. So. I, I like both. You know me. Yeah. I'm probably. I, I do like DC character. You know. I'm a. With me, it's always been A plus for DC and A for Marvel. I won't say A minus because that's not true. I love Marvel, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just like with so many other things. Beatles, Elvis. I love all these things. Yeah. Sometimes I'm A plus, depends on my mood. But I'm always going to be a DC guy just yeah. because it was first, right? And, and so, I still love Superman and Batman. Oh yeah, they're and favorites. I definitely now love Wonder Woman because it great. brought back a lot of memories. She's from watching a great Linda character. Carter. She yeah. really is fantastic character. Really loved her in this movie. I got cannot recommend it enough. I, to be truthful, I uh, I'm glad that they finally brought this out. Warner Brothers has been sitting on it for so long, so I couldn't understand why they did not let them bring this out before. Because they've had good uh, characters that we talked before, good people who wanted to bring it out before, and they waited and waited and waited, and finally they brought out a good one. Yeah. Maybe it was well worth the wait. Maybe they can save this so far, and no disrespect to anyone who likes the Zack Snyder films. If you like it, to each your own. Yeah. But maybe they'll save these, in my opinion, horrible films so far. Yeah. This is the film that you should expect from Warner Brothers for your favorite heroes. Those of you who enjoy the DC characters, yes. this is the type of quality you need to demand from Warner Brothers. Yes. Because we want to see Wonder Woman who can make a hawk and dove and win a war with love. Yeah. <laughs> Booyah! Hawk and dove. Those are two other good characters. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> this is your Neverland story time. You can listen along with your MP3 device. You will know it is time to listen when you hear the chime like this. Let's begin now. East River in the city of New York stands a magnificent complex of stone and glass buildings, the headquarters of the United Nations, where Diana Prince, secretly Wonder Woman, enters on the ground floor on her way to her job at the International Organization's Crisis Bureau. Good morning, Miss Prince. Uh, looks like rain, no? Hi, Tommy. I'll wait and see on that rain before I commit myself. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hanging out with diplomats too long, Miss Prince. Hey, they never commit them. Uh-oh, trouble. That man coming in. Hey, excuse me, General. What is the meaning of this? Where did that buzzer come from? That's the metal detector concealed in the doorway, sir. I'm afraid you're carrying some large metal object, and I'm going to have to search you if you don't... Uh... I certainly do mind. I'm a Brigadier General in the United States Army with an important appointment to see the Secretary General. Now, if you will excuse me... You'll remember that this building stands on international property, General, and that bulge under your coat. A pistol. I'll take that. Get your hands off me. Of course it's a pistol. I'm a general, and generals carry pistols if they so desire. Well, I don't know about that, General. I look, I'm going to have to... This scene is getting ugly. Probably my signal to duck into that empty corridor. I absolutely must see the Secretary General or a terrible international incident will erupt. Then you'll see him without that... Well, it looks as though you'll get your wish, sir. Here comes the Secretary General down the corridor now. You'll... General, put away that gun. Hey, you're no general. You're... You're... An assassin! Wonder Woman, I expected you to show up, but you won't deflect my neck shot. What is going on here? Mr. Secretary General, find some cover. An assassination attempt. Great, Wonder Woman. You kicked the gun away. 
I got it now. You've got my gun, but you won't get me. You move fast for a stodgy old military man, but at the end of this corridor, there's just... A wall? Great Hera, he crashed through that wall as if it were cardboard. And now he's outside, flying into his own power, calling robot plane, calling robot plane. At the command of its Amazon mistress, an immeasurably powerful invisible plane zooms down from the sky, hovers briefly above her, dropping a rope ladder. Supersonic chases on through the skies over New York. That so-called general is not even an ordinary assassin. He's already moving at nearly three times the speed of sound and accelerating. Faster, faster, robot plane must catch up to... Welcome, my princess. How pleasant to see you again. Goddesses, preserve me, Mars, the god of war. Where in the cosmos am I? The cosmos is quite correct, Princess Diana. For once, you were tricked into traveling at eight times the speed of sound, chasing the general I created, making it possible to bring you crashing here through a dimensional window into another universe. Another universe? Why? What's that you're doing with your sword? It's flaming... I am sealing off the dimensional window, closing the hole in the fabric of the cosmos like a scar. So I can't get back. But what does the high and mighty god of war want with a mere Amazon woman? Not a mere Amazon princess. You underestimate yourself. You are the only thing at the United Nations capable of keeping my general and my other three agents who have infiltrated the Security Council from killing the chiefs of certain key delegations. Infiltrated the Security Council? Merciful Minerva! I will allow you to go home soon, Wonder Woman, to a world at war. <laughs> I'll reopen that dimensional window or... I tried to leap up at you with all my Amazon strength, but that sound in my head sent me flying in the other direction. <laughs> Try again, princess. I tried to whip my arms around to make an air current, throw you off balance and out of the way, but it only drove me down into the ground. You are in another universe, Wonder Woman, where the dominating force is sound. The physical laws that give you your powers do not hold here. <laughs> Sound? Then I'll yell at the top of my lungs. <laughs> you can't even focus the energies of your own body. How can you hope to tumble the god of war against his will? <laughs> Hera, help me. I'll try, Wonder Woman. Who's that? It's Hera, queen of the goddesses. You called and I answer. Mars cannot hear me. Only you. Giving up, Wonder Woman? Save your strength for the Great War. A war that will feed my power and make Mars supreme among the gods. There is a power I can give you that may defeat Mars. What power? The power to conjure images. 
If you throw symbols at him that anger him enough, he will bring his sword down on you in rage. Then if you can block the sword with your magic bracelets, that will harness enough power to rip open the dimensional window. The Security Council session is beginning, Princess. Care to watch? Power-mad, despotic male, I say this to you. Taking Hera's advice, Wonder Woman conjures up the universal symbol of peace. What? A dove? You conjure a bird of peace to fly at me? Here is my answer. Oh, a hawk to kill the dove. Then what is your answer to this? When the wrestling... One of those peace-loving folk singers. Let her contend with this. You play rough. Then take the sounds of Woodstock. The Civil Rights March on Washington. I have a dream. The Sermon on the Mount. Enough of you and your silly game. Now you will know that the power of war is greater than the power of peace. And I will prove it with a single swing of my sword. As the god of war swings his mighty sword, Wonder Woman blocks the blow with her magic bracelets, harnessing enough power to slash open the dimensional window back into this universe. And in microseconds, she is back in the United Nations. Made it. But I must get to the Security Council chamber before it's too late. Oh, help me, Hera, help me! Diana, this is Hera. You will be able to find the four assassins because they will be glowing with a glow only you can see. Be fleet of foot and strong of heart, Diana. Oh, thank you, Queen of Goddesses. Thank you. Throwing open the door to the chamber, Wonder Woman enters, and instantly her keen eye catches sight of a figure of a man standing in the back of the hall. And the chair recognizes the representative of the people... You! Over there! The man with the broom! With one mighty leap, Wonder Woman reaches the disguised assassin and grabs the broom out of his hand. Wonder Woman, unhand that poor custodian! He's no custodian, Mr. Chairman. Look here, this broom handle has a concealed dart gun. And there, look out! The fake general! You'll never take me! The bullets! They're bouncing off your bracelets! Like you're bouncing off the floor! <clears throat> you, up there in the press box, you're no reporter! You won't get me! Leaping up to the press section 40 feet over the meeting chamber, Wonder Woman seizes the phony reporter. You can't hide now! You can't even run! Oh, my neck! I got my neck! Your weapons first! Where are your assassination weapons? In, in my pen! Just what I thought. A hidden hypodermic needle. Now for assassin number four. Where could he... There! That hammerman! Leaping down into the hall again, Wonder Woman confronts the last of the would-be assassins and seizes his camera. This camera holds enough poisonous serum to drop every single delegate in this hall. Someone call UN security to pick up these four... Hey, where did they go? They vanished. All four assassins just disappeared into thin air. Impossible. Where could they have... Hera, oh, Hera, help me. Look up there. A woman, a beautiful woman, floating in the air over the chamber. 
Women and men of the United Nations, my child Wonder Woman has done well. She has averted a horrible war on Earth, as we of Olympus have dealt with its cause on high, the evil god of war. Then you have captured Mars, great Hera. Yes, and forced him to recall his four agents. We have imprisoned the Lord of War in a netherworld of the cosmos, from which even he cannot escape. Your Earth is safe from his forces through your efforts, Diana, along with our own. Thank you, Mother Hera. Carry on, my children, and go in peace. Thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast. We invite you back next week for more fun and adventure. Until then, remember to keep a pixie in your pocket. It's that young at heart, positive attitude that you can share with others. And remember to visit our website at NeverlandPodcast.com. There you can find links to our news page, our shop, our contact page, where you can easily send an email to podcast at NeverlandPodcast.com. You can also find our Neverlanders page, where you can find out how to become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because girls are too clever to get lost. Become a real Neverlander! Please feel free to leave us a voicemail at 816-226-6492. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at NeverlandPCast. And like our Neverland Podcast fan page on Facebook. We also have a group on Facebook for you to join. We also appreciate your support to keep the Neverland Podcast up and running. Visit Patreon.com slash Neverland Podcast to donate to Keeping the Pixie Dust Alive. Copyright content featured on the Neverland Podcast is copyright of their respective creators and used under fair use license. All original content is copyright of Blue Band Productions and a very special thanks to Yeehaw Bob Jackson at yeehawbob.com for our new ending music. God bless! Yeah! Hello everybody, this is Yeehaw Bob Jackson. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, we love you. Neverland Podcast, it's true.